Working with Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome. I'm Owen Caddo and today I'm joined by fellow team member Terry Mulrose and our guest Ross Ditchburn. G'day guys. G'day Owen. G'day guys. Good to be here. Yeah, look it is. I just Today I guess we're talking about um, how our three categories of mates really work through our life and how they've impacted, influenced and been important to us through our journey. And and I guess as an introduction, Ross, to yourself, I, I just want to outline a bit of your background and you're our guest, you're our um, our current chairman of our organisation, you're a farmer at Cooker and in the wheat belt of WA and a WA footy legend. Um, your football career extends from Cookerin and playing country footy and representing country footy in WA to Claremont in the Waffle and then on to Carlton in the VFL, um, with a culminating in a in a, a VFL Blues Premiership in 1982. And I guess you also you're a husband, you're a dad, you're a granddad, and you're a prostate cancer su- survivor, Ross. So so welcome and um, yeah, good to have a chat. Thanks, Owen. Uh, some uh, bit of a <laughs> bit of a uh, spiel there, but. Uh no, I've been very lucky, really, in life, and I'm uh, just so pleased that I can give a little bit back. Uh, in my role as Chairman of Regional Men's Health, um, I feel that I'm able to uh, talk to a lot of people throughout the wheat belt, um, have that connection with them, and are able to help them in some way. Yeah, look, that's really a strong thing, that connection, um, that... that is an important part of our job. And I guess that's what we want to elaborate on a bit, Terry, about um, what we've been talking about in recent podcasts is that the value of the talk to a mate. Yeah, and before I get into that, I just want to acknowledge Ditchy, and that is a pretty uh, extensive job description, mate. Um, and ju- just for the record, I was actually born the year you won your VFL Premiership, mate, in 82. So um, I never got to, to see you play, but uh, through this job, I've been lucky enough to have it hit a golf with you play some bowls and uh, see a lot of events. So I think, you know, for me too, it's it's great to see someone who's still stayed passionate, you know, in all your, you know, your interests, your sports, your hobbies. So so that's been um, great for me to be be involved in that stuff. But just on that talk to a mate, those categories we have, and um, I've been catching up with a few blokes lately and, and it's it's easy to, to talk to people, I suppose, when times are good, you know. Uh, if it's been raining or our footy team's winning and everything's going fine and dandy in life, but the real challenge is is to be able to spill our guts in those times when we're under the pump, when, when life just becomes overwhelming and challenging. So that's why we say in the good time it's important to identify three categories of people, I suppose, we, we, we can confide in. And in our model we talk about those three people being, one, a peer, so someone we've grown up with, known for a long time and have that level of trust. Trust is really important for blokes. Uh, the other one is a partner. So if we're lucky enough to have someone on an intimate relationship level, um, you know, a good wife or woman or someone on that intimate level that we can disclose to. And then thirdly, a mentor and uh, having that older bloke with lived experience, wisdom that we can go to, not to, I suppose, solve our problems, but just give us some good feedback, advice and direction. So um yeah, yeah, it's just good to remind people we've got to actively seek out those people in the different stages of our life because they do change, I suppose. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and pretty important. And and Ross, I just want to like start with like with the the mentors in your life and say particularly early on in your footy life, but um, the role of mentors is invaluable. Yeah, it is, Owen, and and I know uh, my dad obviously was a big part of my 
early early life um, through through my sport and through um, just life in general and and setting an example I guess for for his kids to follow and and uh, they're just so important and the impression that you uh, you get from that experience carries you a long way in life and and I know my dad was always um, he was always an easygoing man and he didn't seem didn't seem to stress over too much at all in his life even though there would have been some really really hard times but he kept a good um, good attitude towards life and uh, just control what you can control and uh, not worry too much about what you can't control and that was a pretty strong message that he gave to us throughout our early lives and that sort of um, stood us in good stead for the future and and as sort of life goes on you, the people you look up to, your mentors change. It might be through sport or through uh, meeting other people that you really connect with throughout your life. And I, I know that David Parkin was a huge influence on my um, my middle years, I guess you could say. Even though I was only at Carlton for two years, the impression that he made on me and the relationship we formed through that period um, was just fantastic. And obviously he had prostate cancer a couple of years before I did and he was able to mentor me through uh, some pretty pretty tough times and, um, and also was a great support for my wife, Jodie. Yeah, I think that's just really invaluable, isn't it? That, that, well, that mentor category and we're privileged like to have our dads in our life and, and active mentors like David and, and other people to... to Give us that backup and support. Um, I think we're just very lucky. And that and that connection obviously has um, been really good for regional men's health too, because David has been a a strong um, strong part of our our message as well. He um, does a great job through Victoria in promoting uh, prostate cancer, and he's just a great talker. And you hang on every word he says and. And it was great to have him as part of a uh, book launch that we did uh, recently. And for him to come over and do that at no cost was pretty special. And just on those mentors, mate, I know, um, you know, they've been a positive influence on you when you were looking for that advice. In your role now through the community, I know sometimes guys do come to seek out that in you. How do you, how do you find, you know, that wisdom that was passed on to you, passing that down now to the next generation or other blokes who are going through some challenging times? Um, it's a matter of making yourself available, Terry, I think. And <clears throat> I know I've got my name on uh, many lists now that if people are having trouble with prostate or or uh, erectile dysfunction or anything like that, that they're free to ring me at any hour of the day. And I've had a lot of people do that. And I think it's um, it's improving the men's um, attitude towards uh, their sexual well-being is certainly improving, and not only sexual but physical and mental as well. They're more prepared to talk about it, do something about it, and I think that's a big big part of the job that the, the Regional Men's Health Initiative do. And um, we've, we find that guys are responding to that and, and talking more about it. 
And, yeah. and I just think the key point there too is that making ourselves available, like we've got to be, you know, contributing, connecting, whether it's through our, our men's shed or a workplace or through your, your sporting opportunities. And we know that's where blokes quite often meet and feel comfortable to be able to, to chat and, and, and feel safe, I suppose, is the other message we promote in all this message. Yeah. Talk to mate. No, look, really important. And I guess, Ross, as you go through journey, you've been farming for a long time as well in in between your sporting escapades, but you've <laughs> you've been a long time farmer, and you know peers in the farming circle and that peer category in your life, you you've got a strong connection with a lot of mates your age that you can talk to about stuff, and I, I and that's quite quite often that's rare. Yeah, you grow you grow up with a, in a very very strong community when you're part of a, a small town like we are at Cookran and. Um, through your sport, whether it be cricket, tennis, footy, golf, bowls, you meet meet up with those guys once a week generally and you talk about everything. You talk about uh, farming, you talk about relationships, you talk about life in general, but it's a great opportunity to put a little bit of the farming side of your business aside and talk about other stuff and that's very important. When, uh, especially when things are tough and um, you need that, need that mate to talk to. But also you learn a lot going to sport on weekends and, and talking to your peers about what they're doing on the farm and, and you know, what different methods might be being used to, in cropping and, and sheep and that sort of stuff. And so that's why it's so very important to have an outlet off the farm to, uh, to um, you know, talk to your peers and, and uh, just forget about things for a while. Look, and it is a, I reckon what's really important, Ross, as well, is it's a two-way process, isn't it? I, I get a, just as much out of listening to my peers as I want to talk to them yep. about about their stuff, and I reckon that's really invaluable. And, and once again, when we, in the work we do, we see a lot of blokes, and we always ask blokes to keep a lookout for each other, because there's a lot that can't identify these categories of, yeah. a, of, a, of a mentor, yeah. peer and partner. So... And I've seen a big change in the in the guys my age in our community about their willingness to talk about health issues and and different men's health stuff. So uh, I think the words really really getting out there and the job that um, you guys do on the ground is certainly making a big impact throughout the state. Also, you, you mentioned your dad meant, had told you from a young age, you know, that working on things you can control. And I'm uh, trying to let go of the things you can't. And I know in farming, uh, we talk about some of the biggest distresses of the things you quite often can't control. Season, price, you know, industry issues. Um, just from on a farming level, um, the importance of community getting together in those tough times. What have you sort of noticed community's approach to those challenging seasons and how you, you know, get together? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the 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 breakfast that we have um, with regional men's health when things are pretty tough I think they're they're important things but just the general sport and the getting together on the weekends is so so vital in uh, in small communities because you know that's the only outlet you really have uh, for the week so you know that's that's very important in um, being able to deal with uh, situational distress and we were leading up to a pretty pretty awful um, few the season really up until we had the rain uh, a, a day or so ago but that's um, you know that's really 
rain can fix a lot of problems, yeah. but it caused it caused a few problems prior to the rain too, with the movement of the sand and the straw and the fences and the things. So it's been a really really tough year, but you know you keep a keep a positive outlook on what can happen in the future and not what what is happening right at the present. It's been really tough. And I suppose by getting together in those groups and having those chats, you realise you're not alone, I suppose, isn't it? Community go through that together and hopefully that just lessens that burden a bit. Yeah, I think uh, social media sort of helps a bit these days too. There's lots of WhatsApps around and, and guys chatting all the time about different things and the young guys seem to have a real handle on that. So they're connecting through social media as well as... Um, as uh, you know, connecting through their sport and that sort of thing, even though it's been a diff- difficult time through COVID, obviously, and they haven't had the same uh, same interaction. But the young blokes are pretty innovative and they seem to be able to get together, you know, when they need to. Yeah. Look, and I, I guess the other, that third category, Ross, as well, of, of our mate that we talk about, our partner or an intimate partner and, or a wife, um, invaluable support where we've got them. I mean, my, my wife's my best mate and, and fits in one of those categories really well, but I've got bachelor mates at my age, so they immediately you don't have that category. So your your partner, wife, has been invaluable through the journey and, and specifically through your prostate cancer journey? Yeah, Jodie was a great support to me. Uh, and obviously I had David Parkin uh, mentoring me a little bit on his experiences and that sort of thing, but Jodie... The amount of information that Jody found out about prostate cancer is um, you wouldn't you wouldn't find out any more because she went online and and really really studied it hard. So she was a great support to me. I obviously wanted to get the cancer out of my system and and you know get on with life, but uh, Jody was very very thorough in, in the research that she did, and there was no. No question that she didn't ask that needed to be asked of the doctor or or the surgeon, and and um, it was really really uh, it was great to have her around, and and uh, yeah, yeah, just really thank you for that support, and and she's continued to be a great support right through through the erectile dysfunction side of it and that sort of thing, and we've come out the other end flying really. Well, Oregon's a privilege to have your partner and your wife as as a best mate that you or one of your categories that you can really spill your guts to and and um and we'll talk further and down the track about the um the prostate cancer when we on a future podcast as well ross but but just and and the role of that your partner in your overall life is um really important isn't it to keep that balance in it is, Owen, and, and the reverse the reverse applies as well because the man can be a great support for the for the wife as well, and obviously, you know, you know that better than anyone else. And and I know that you know over the last couple of weeks I've had a little bit of a niggle in my chest and you know a bit of chest pain, and I, and I said to Joe one day, oh, I've got to go to emergency and get it checked out, and she said. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you haven't told me about this. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'd sort of been hiding it for a couple of weeks, but in the end it just got a bit, so I thought, well, something's wrong. So anyway, I've been on ECGs and blood tests and scans and ultrasounds and everything, and there's nothing wrong with my heart. So I think I've pulled a muscle 
either in my heart, but they couldn't find my heart. So done a heart leech. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just a little muscle in my chest. But it, it was a worrying time. But yeah. you've got to do something about it. And make sure that there's no, nothing serious happening. And, and as a sounding board, I, like I've had a bachelor mate that's in a conversation with him. He he, he got he, he's unwell, and he said, oh, I haven't had a had someone you know, tucking me on the back of their shoulder saying, do this, do that. And sometimes people might say it's nagging, but it's not. It's having a conversation and only checking in. Mm. So, and, and that does work both ways. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and hopefully you're doing that for him, Owen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> and, and that mate, brings up that really important point of communication. And quite often we're told as blokes, you know, we, we don't talk when there's something worrying us. We go into our shell and, of you know, obviously over time it's, been a bit easier for you to tell your story and talk up, but what would be your bit of advice, Ditchy, to I suppose either younger blokes or some of those blokes who do find it hard to, you know, admit when we're we're, we're struggling? Yeah, well, you know, you know your body, you know your body, and if uh, if there's something not how it how it's been from ever, go and get it checked out. And if you're not feeling uh, if you're not feeling as bright or as sprightly as you normally do. Ask the question or talk to somebody or talk to your wife um, about what the issue might be. Obviously, we, we talk about situational distress and we've been through that this year with the lack of rain and the dust and it's a really, it's an awful place to be when you see your farm blowing around the place. So, um, yeah, it's very important that you don't let it get you down. You, you still go out, you talk to a mate, you talk to your dad, you talk to your son, talk to your wife... Um, and just make sure that you're, you're still staying balanced and, and dealing with what you can control. Yeah, no, good Very advice. Good. Well, listen, thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Terry. Yeah, thank, uh, thanks for your time. And, um, look, I, I just, we've always got to remember that we talk to a mate when we're under the pump, you know, and, mm. and if you can't find a mate, you know, you can be that mate to that person for that one time, and it's pretty important. Yeah, and I think that's just a, a good time to remind people um, of Men's Line Australia. So if we are finding it hard to identify someone in one of those three categories, we, we, we don't feel like we can talk. You know, a good independent third party is Men's Line Australia. They're 24-7 support and advice line for blokes. Um, and their number's 1300 789 978. And... Um, been good to catch up with you two guys or you know that in that mentor mentor category i suppose you, you feel that a bit for me at times and um i just want to point out one thing you do both have in common is obviously supporting the mighty blues carlton but you know this year we're we're in uh you know nearly the end of june and you've only lost two games so i suppose covid 19 has been good for you in a way hasn't it <laughs> you could you could say that terry <laughs> And when you were talking about the 82 grand final, Owen, and, and so Terry Sarney was only just born when I was playing in that, but the guys that got there at quarter time um, of that grand final would have missed me as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Anyway, it was a great experience, and I'm very, very lucky to have um, to have had the life I've had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good on you. Thanks, thanks, Ross. Thanks for your time, and uh, thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll catch up soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to our Working With Warriors podcast series. 